welcome to the She Talks Health Podcast, your source for information about all things women's hormonal health. I'm your host, Sophie Shepard. I'm the founder of She Talks Health and the co-creator of the 12-week Empower Her group gut and hormone program. I'm a certified functional health coach and a holistic menstrual health educator. This podcast was created to give you clarity about how to take control over your hormonal health using safer, natural options. I created this podcast to cover the widespread and complex health issues plaguing women today. From the rise of infertility to the epidemically high numbers of women with autoimmune disease to menstrual cycle problems, digestive issues, anxiety, weight gain, food sensitivities, mental, emotional, and energetic imbalances, and so much more. If there's a topic that you need answered, I encourage you to write us at podcast at shetalkshealth.com and we will try our absolute best to cover that subject. My greatest mission in life is to help women radically change their health and their lives by teaching them how they can use their hormones as their superpowers. So with that in mind, I hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome back to the She Talks Health podcast, everyone. This is your host, Sophie Shepard, founder of She Talks Health, and I'm super excited to have Jeremy Pickhut on the show today. Jeremy is a nutrition therapist with a love for health, delicious food, and combining both to transform bodies around the world. His favorite thing is getting right out in the grocery store and organizing the foods that you love into the way that transforms your body from the inside out making the body lean, strong, and vibrant. So we are going to be talking a lot today about the importance of having micronutrients and even carbohydrates when it comes to weight loss. We're going to be talking a lot about weight loss today, and we just want to pick Jeremy's brain because this is just such a huge topic that most of the women that come to see me are dealing with. It might not be their main issue, but they're like, man, I really wish I could lose some weight. I I want to be at this other level. And so Jeremy, we'd love to always start the podcast with how did you get into this? And then we can kind of talk about your philosophies around micronutrients and macros for weight loss. Yeah. So thank you very much for having me, first of all. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Super fun to have you on the show. Awesome. Yeah, I'll tell you my story. I was a personal trainer for several years before I watched two of my friends decide to compete in a men's physique show. Oh, wow. Now, I didn't think much of this at the time. I wasn't interested in being a bodybuilder, a men's physique model, or anything like that. But over the next four months, I watched their bodies just completely transform. Like, I couldn't ignore the transformation that they went through. So when I asked them, what are you guys doing that's different than me? They said the only thing they changed was their diet. And I couldn't believe it. One came in third place. One came in first place. And I ended up hiring their nutrition coach. And basically what he taught me was the conversion rate of food. And then he took me on a little journey with that. And I lost 60 pounds of fat. I put on 30 pounds in muscle. Wow. But I was still eating North American artificial food. Mm. So yo-yo and all kinds of gut issues. I ended up with a candidate overgrowth infection as well. So it wasn't until I pretty much optimized a paleo lifestyle that I felt good. Wow. That's, that's incredible. So two steps, it sounds like it was the, the weight First we up. building and then it was, let's feel really good in the body. Yeah. Well, it started with just weight loss. That was my original goal. 
And then I lost the 60 pounds and he was like, okay, do you want to gain some muscle? I said, absolutely. Right. So then I went the opposite direction and it wasn't until I was just sick of feeling bloated and inflamed that I came to a gluten-free diet. And then from there it went into a paleo. And then I really optimized the macros and the micros with a paleo lifestyle. And now I wake up feeling great. That's amazing, Jeremy. I love hearing that story. And I never really had weight loss as my main goal, um, but I did do like a paleo diet at the beginning of um, of my healing journey through Hashimoto's and, and Leaky Gut and IBS and Kirita and all the super fun GI stuff. And that really did make me feel good as well. And I mean, I've, I've shifted and morphed a little bit. I don't think I would label myself in any particular diet now. But I think what's like so important about what you just explained is like... <laughs> it is not just about the weight loss. It's about feeling really good in your body, waking up, feeling energized. And so like you have both now and you have the tool sets for both. And that is incredible. And I know so many women listening to this are wanting both. They want to lose the weight. They also want to just feel incredibly healthy in their body and not be inflamed, like you said, and not be bloated. Um, so, okay. So you got, you did all this kind of like happenstance. It kind of sounds like, as you were in the, the personal training world and then you found this nutrition journey and this healing journey and now you you do this for other people. Absolutely, yeah. My favorite thing to do is get right out in the grocery store on a Zoom call. And first, I like like my whole thing is a smooth transition. Because like myself, when I got my first meal plan, he recommended eating, say, 60 grams of sweet potatoes and you know, 40 grams of protein. And I would switch it because I grew up on North American food, Joe Louis Pop Tarts. <laughs> I literally made the diet out of junk food and it still worked, but I felt horrible. Mm. So essentially what he did was I'm going to kind of talk like your body's like a car. Go for it. Okay. The, I love that analogy. Okay. Yeah. So basically my body is a car and it needs a certain amount of gas to get around and that's your carbohydrates, right? It needs a certain amount of parts and that's your protein. Mm -hmm. It needs a certain amount of oil, and that's going to be your fats, fat. right? So when you optimize those, your body, you can fine-tune it and do whatever you want. But it's not until you put on the aftermarket starter and the upgrade the exhaust with, you know what I mean, some Brazil nuts and <laughs> yeah, some oysters, yeah. you know what I mean? And then you really get the micronutrients, which is really every other part of the vehicle, that is all so important. That's right? so, a good analogy. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do with people is first I optimize the gas parts and the oil out of the foods that they love. Mm -hmm. And then slowly transition to whole real food. Mm. And the nice thing about the micronutrients is I don't have to go check my starter every morning. I don't have to go check my exhaust every morning because when you're low in vitamins and minerals, symptoms show up. So when a symptom shows up, we correct it. So it's really not that complicated. Uh, and I love that because I think so many people feel that nutrition is really complicated and they can't, they, they're being told do keto, do paleo, do vegan, do this, do that. Like, do, you know, there's so many, there's so much information coming at people now to try to stay healthy. And most people have been trying different diets or different things for so long and not, and still feel confused and not sure what to put in their bodies. So you're so right. When we're, we're more lacking minerals, 
and vitamins, that is truly when all those symptoms start to show up and all that dis-ease or dysfunction is so prevalent, like the bloating, for example. Um, so, okay. So tell me a little bit about how would you, 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 I know in, in our conversations before we talked a lot about the importance of those micronutrients, but it it does sound like you start, you know, you start with the macros first, the carbs, the protein, and the fat, and then you go into that micronutrient world. So (laughs) let's talk about one thing that probably you hear a lot if you're, you know, helping people optimize their weight, which is carbohydrates are terrible for you. Don't eat any carbohydrates. But as you just talked about, they're our main part of the cars. So how does someone start to understand how carbohydrates could be useful um, for the body and not something to be feared? And how, how do you have that kind of conversation with somebody? Well, so essentially, let's pretend that everybody starts out with a motorcycle. And that motorcycle burns $20 in gas every three hours. Okay. But People don't know the conversion rate of food. So some people are putting in $10 and some people are putting in $30. Oh, that is really another good analogy. Okay, got so, it. So, yeah, sorry to cut you off there. Um, but basically, if you're putting in too little food, your body stores fat because it doesn't trust it. Mm-hmm. And if you put in too much food, your body stores fat because you put in too much food. <laughs> so what is $20 look like? And then from there, if you just continually put in 18 it doesn't matter if you turned your motorcycle into a small car, into a van, into a truck, into a semi-trailer. Just put in 18 bucks consistently, and then the weight will come off. Mm-hmm. You'll plateau, put in 15 bucks, the weight will come off. And then you have to go back up. And this is the pattern that everybody misses. Everybody wants to go down, 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 down. Right, yeah, all the calories. But you need to bring it back up to really close to the 20 bucks so that your body can rebuild all the muscles. So that way you're not slowly losing muscle, becoming less efficient of a vehicle. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if I'm hearing you correctly, the first step is really finding out what is optimal for you in terms of your, your fuel. Um, and, and that goes with carbohydrates that goes with fat and with protein to figure out what that fuel fuel is. Um, and then you would keep it at that level and then you plateau (laughs) and then you would lower that level a little bit. And then you'd bring it back up. Is that, um, is that what you're saying? Yeah, essentially. Um, but the gas is really the carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And that's your preferred fuel. So I want you to think of your protein maintaining your body, your fat keeping you lubricated, making new cells, transporting vitamins and minerals. But the carbs is your preferred source of gas. So crazy. And most people are, I mean, I know a lot of people who are just living on no carbohydrates or they just, they don't think that they can tolerate them at all, but it's essential. So absolutely. how do you find out what your, what your carb load should be? Is it a mathematical? Is it based off how you feel? Is it based off of the scale moving? Like how would someone even begin to kind of start thinking about how much, for example, how much fuel, how much carbohydrate they would need for their, for their car, for their, for their person? Yeah, so you can check out the formulas online. It's not hard to figure out how many calories you burn. Um, And then from there, it would kind of depend on your body style, how I would break down the ratios. So you have three body styles, your ectomorphs, your mesomorphs, your endomorphs. And that kind of is different metabolism speeds. So an ectomorphic person, an always fairly slender person, I might give 50% carbohydrates, right? But I know that you have a 
a nice way of doing things with a plate. You have a quarter plate theory. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say most people come, you know, come to see us at She Talks Health and they're, uh, gosh, they're fatigued. Their cycles are irregular. They're bloated. You know, a lot of the things you're dealing with um, and, and brain fog. And a lot of people have been on, you know, a variety of diets their whole life and are super confused about food. So I try to focus on whole foods first um, and getting them off the crap because <laughs> I find that that usually drops the inflammation, which is, you know, maybe 20 pounds of inflammation usually comes off. Um, and then we start with like, well, what could a plate look like? And so um, I usually do about, you know, a quarter of the plate is protein. So that's going to be like 20 to 30, maybe even 40 grams of protein depends on the person. Um, and, you know, if you're looking at your palm, I usually use like a palm size of a protein. It's kind of standard. Um, and then like the other half of the plate, um, is going to be some form of fiber. So it can be, you know, um, non-starchy vegetables. And then maybe there's a little bit of starch in there, a little bit of carbohydrate. That's, um, more robust carbohydrates. Cause of course all plants have carbs, <laughs> but lettuce is going to be very different than like a sweet potato. So we, we work on that and we see like, how does this make you feel? And we do, there's a, a thing called, um, it was called a diet check record sheet. I'm not a huge fan of the word diet. So I just use like food check record sheet or symptom tracker. And it's really easy to see if like your blood sugar is super imbalanced. If you're like hungry an hour after you've eaten or you're fatigued, like you were saying before, you're either not getting enough vitamins or, or minerals, or like you just had way too many carbs <laughs> and your blood sugar topped out and then crashed out. So just trying to get used to how the body um, operates and, and how it's being fueled is a I think a great place to start and then you can like fine tune from there. Right. And then you can figure out, you know, maybe there's, there's something more specific you can get to. That's actually what I ended up doing. And I was able to really lose the weight I needed to lose because I was really inflamed. And then once I got that under control and then got the candida and all the gut stuff handled, I really just needed to focus on keeping my blood sugar stable so that I wasn't like you were saying, either restricting too many carbohydrates or, eating way too many and it was being stored as fat. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people, especially women don't understand, especially about the restriction of carbs, because like you said earlier, your body, if your body's not getting enough fuel, it's not going to trust it. And then we store fat as uh, uh, we store fat because we don't think we're going to get more fuel. And all of a sudden we've got a weight problem and we don't understand because we think, well, maybe that it was that one sweet potato <laughs> or something like that. And it's probably like, no, we probably needed a little bit of carbohydrate. Um, but we are so used to like restricting it that we, that we don't and, um, eat it. And then we have problems on the other end as well. So I'm so glad you brought up the, the two. <laughs> it's kind of like the Goldilocks zone, right? You got to figure out what works best for your body. A hundred percent. Okay, cool. So you, you use, you kind of use the, the online calculators is your, is your general first step. Uh, no, I have a math formula. It's long and extensive, <laughs> but you could absolutely use that. That's going to be close enough for a starting point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely. But, um, the calories isn't precise enough because now you've just put your carbs, gas, you know, like your, your gas oil and parts in one pile mm -hmm. when you're talking calories, mm -hmm. when they're all very different. Yeah. So how right. do you separate out then the, the protein and then how do you go around the, the lubrication? Like you talked about the oil, the fat, how, how do you figure those parts out as well in terms of a, a plate? Or yeah. So I like 40% protein, 40% carbs, 20% fat. Mm -hmm. um, the reason I brought up your plate thing was because I have one with my hand. So I like the way you mentioned the palm of your hand for the protein, yeah. um, a fist of carbohydrates and a thumb of fat yeah. is 
a fairly close um, measurement as well. Like if, you know what I mean? If you just wanted to generally do this on your own, you could get pretty close with that. I love that. And that's, that's definitely um, about, about as much as I recommend as well. And then, and then you can see, then, then you might need to hire someone to get more specific, right? But at least you're starting in a place where you have some idea (laughs) of what the place can look like to really optimize your body function, including weight loss, right? Because I mean, being at a a weight that is healthy for you is part of overall health of your body, right? It's, it's like all encompassing. Okay, cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. And also working out has a big effect on your hormones too. When I met my nutrition coach, he said, you need to work out less and eat more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. And I lost 60 pounds, but I listened and he was right. I was working out too much and I wasn't eating enough. Yeah. I think, oh man, that is Jeremy. You just brought up something that is probably every woman listening to this is like, what are you actually talking about? They're probably all saying that's crazy, but I tell you, it's the same. I hear this all the time and I don't know about you, but I think the main mechanism that I've seen work with this is because we're so highly stressed and we're not fueling our body properly. So there's no way for our body to optimize those workouts. It's actually seeing that workout as a stressor when we're constantly overworking out and we're not giving the body fuel. Is that what you notice with your own body and with your clients or was there another mechanism at play? Absolutely. That was it. And then cortisol goes through the roof and a whole bunch of problems come on. Yeah. And your progress just stops. Could you explain how that works with, with cortisol and the stress hormone and, and why that might Someone might not understand that. Um, And I'd love for you to explain that if you feel comfortable. Yeah. So basically, cortisol is a stress hormone that's released. And after, if you work out for longer than an hour, some cortisol is going to be released. And if you hit the hour and a half, two hour windows in a day, you're definitely going to release a bunch of cortisol. And the cortisol levels could stay elevated for several days, even longer. And you're going to, not be able to deal with stress. You're going to have anxiety. Your hormones are just going to go completely out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're stressed and we have high cortisol, we, it's very hard for us to lose weight. In fact, cortisol, we know through studies helps us to hold weight and especially in our belly, which is probably the one place we don't really want our, our fat to be held. And so, yeah, a hundred percent. And we're, and the thing is too, I, I find I don't know like the types of people that you work with, but for me, like I just find that everyone's so stressed out already. Like they already have a lot of cortisol. <laughs> so then we stress ourselves out doing these like crazy, like hour long hit sessions. And we're like, why are we losing the weight? And it's like, well, because your body's already, your cortisol's already through the roof. And now you're just like topping yourself out or you're starting your day with like just caffeine, which is like boosting your cortisol. Um, and it's just this vicious cycle we're in it and the like hurry up, you know, um, mentality of, of our country. Um, and, and then we see the, the effects on our body. Crazy. hundred percent, which is why I was so excited to talk to you because I've optimized the macros and the micros, but the hormones would be a whole new dimension. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for, and that's the thing that's so tricky too. And I think for most women listening to this podcast, they're probably in, you know, maybe their thirties, forties, maybe fifties, maybe, you know, maybe a little younger, a little older, but you know, most people have gone through a menstrual cycle period of their, of their life. And, um, you know, when we have those hormones, estrogen and progesterone, 
they don't function the same way men's hormones do. You know, men have the same hormones day in, day out, testosterone, right? <laughs> but for us, like different parts of our cycle are optimized for different types of workouts. Like when we're, when we're bleeding, that's the best time to actually go for a walk or do some yoga because it is a very stressful time and it's in a very inflammatory time. And so it's actually best to rest then and recoup and build up those nutrient stores rather than like try to push your body past its breaking point and actually have it backfire in the same exact way we're talking about with this high cortisol response. Um, and then as soon as we were kind of past that and we're into the follicular phase, there's this newborn energy. It kind of feels like springtime in our bodies. And, and then we, then we might find that we don't need quite as much dense food. We don't need as much soups and stews, but lighter foods are, are okay. And less carbohydrates are needed because our insulin is more sensitive um, with estrogen peaking in the follicular phase. And so we can actually do like more cardio with actual less, it seems like less, um, less food. Um, but, and then kind of continuing into the ovulatory phase and hit is really optimized then. And we have that energy to burn. Right. But then as soon as we ovulate and we go into the luteal phase, right before our period comes, progesterone's in the driver's seat. And all of a sudden we need slow and steady wins the race. We don't need hit. We need weight training. Weight training's optimized then, but not the type that's going to stress your body out. And your insulin is much less sensitive in, um, in the second half of your cycle. So we actually find we need more protein, more carbohydrates. Women in general, in general in this part of their phase of the, of the whole cycle need 10% more calories because progesterone is this like warming engine and it's burning through all your calories. That's why you feel hangry when you're trying to eat a salad right before you get your period. I always say like, don't even put that salad in front of me. <laughs> I want more food. And so, yeah, I think, you know, most of the fitness and, 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 and nutrition information out there is optimized for, for men's bodies. That's how it was created. You know, it's kind of hard to test it on women whose hormones are always changing. Um, but that's what the science is telling us now, which is really cool to learn. And I think that's also another part of why, you know, like you and I were talking about the thumb and the palm. And <laughs> if you start with that, then you might be able to shift that and really listen to your body wherever you are in your cycle and realize, oh yeah, that's right. So if you said, <laughs> I'm about to get my period, I need 10% more calories. Okay. That I might not know exactly what that means, but I'm going to make sure that I eat a little bit more when I'm hungry, that kind of thing. So that's how extra I, iron. what'd you say? Extra iron. Yeah. Extra iron. Yeah. Exactly. And all the, yeah, exactly. All those extra vitamins, all those extra micronutrients. So yeah, I would love to hear from you too, a little bit more about the micronutrients that you feel are really important when it comes to, to weight loss. We kind of talked about the macros, um, you know, those three main, um, things, protein, fat, and carbs, but what about these micronutrients that you um, love to talk about? Tell us about that and how, how is that built into the, to the meals and why is it important for weight loss? Uh, that's really important, not just for weight loss, but every single vitamin and mineral has a different job to do. So again, go back to the car, pretend that you're not getting vitamin C. Mm -hmm. Well, your starter is not working. Do you know what I mean? So I don't try it. Like I have a symptom checker and that's how we check the symptoms. And then we see which vitamins and minerals may be deficient and then recommend might be simple as some blueberries this week mm. or some extra salmon this week. Right. So it's really, um, getting feedback from your body mm. and then making the correction. I love that. That's so important because it also teaches you to communicate with your body and see what's coming up before something. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So anytime you have any symptom, no matter what it is, uh, dry hair, you know what I mean? Crack nails, just tired. Um, Google, you know, might I be deficient in a certain vitamin and mineral mm -hmm. because a little handful of Brazil nuts might bring you right up in your selenium, right? Yeah. Selenium, or I'm thinking if you're, you know, your hair's breaking and things like that and your skin's dry, you might need some omegas, maybe some salmon, like you said, some fat, you know, some exactly. healthy fats. I think that's really important. Ooh, I love that idea of the symptom tracker and being like, oh, I need some blueberries this week. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, very yeah. cool. Um, anything else you wanted to say about micronutrients for, for your body? No, I think that's pretty much it. Like they're all important. Basically, if you eat the colors of the rainbow in fruits and vegetables and good whole food, you shouldn't have too many. But if you are eating North American stuff out of a box, like Captain Crunch and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Um, you're probably deficient in almost all of the vitamins and minerals. I know. Like, go ahead. When I test people, it's like, yep, that one, that one, that one, that one. Okay. It's, it's unbelievable. But in a couple months, you can bring them all up. Mm. And without going absolutely crazy, like I need 10 grams of blueberries and 16 grams of shellfish. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you don't have to be that precise. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's more about listening to your body. It sounds like. Absolutely. And there's a big window when you get these ratios, right? So essentially if I got the, the macros and the micros optimized, there's a weight loss window of minus zero to a thousand calories. And there's a lean gain window of plus zero to a thousand calories. So really there's a 2000 calorie window where you're going to see positive effects. Wow. I don't so think the tolerance is huge. Sorry. No, I was going to, no, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I love where you're going with this. Cause I think that so many people get stuck on like a very specific calorie number, but to know mm -hmm. that kind of a range there is super, super important. And we know that this is so much bigger than calories in calories out. Cause we also have to think about all the micronutrients and things like that. So you're saying that within a, any day, any given day, the person could have a 2000 up or down from that kind of baseline amount of calories? No, because random actions are going to get random results. Okay. So if I were to get a set of numbers for myself, I would follow that for four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. And then when I change my numbers, my body's going to know exactly what to do. Did I go up or did I go down? Mm -hmm. And you said earlier on that you would typically, now that was with carbohydrates. So when you're talking about the full amount of food for the day, would you also kind of stick with that amount for four to six weeks and then drop and then go back up and increase? Or is that only for carbohydrates? Nope. The whole thing. Wow. Okay, cool. Very yeah. Good. Carbs, protein, fat, all change. Mm -hmm. Protein stays the same. Your carbs is really what's going to fine tune your fat percentage. Okay. Can you explain that a little bit more to us? Well, most of your stored fat is extra carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So your body needs a certain amount of parts and that doesn't change all that much, but how much gas you put in is going to alter how fast your body changes. Okay. Right. So if I went 500 calories less per day, I'm going to burn a pound of fat a week. Mm -hmm. So if I did that for four weeks, I'm going to burn a pound of fat a week for four weeks. If I switch that to a thousand calories less for the following four weeks, I'm going to lose two pounds a week for those four weeks. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I'm going to go back up to maintenance so I don't go into starvation mode. And I'm going to stay there for four to six weeks. And then you just repeat that cycle until there's no fat left. 
And that's when you hit the other side of the scale and you play the positive side going up plus zero to a thousand calories until you really have the look that you want. Mm, wow. Okay. So maintenance, uh, dose or amount, um, for the day. And then, um, and then, and that, and then you're going to come down a little bit and then go back up and you're going to be able to see that kind of your body's going to, to know what to do because it's gotten that consistent message for a long enough time. And then it's going to start to react. That's really interesting. I, I really think that's fascinating. So, um, so if someone were to, to want to do that, they would contact you and you, and you would walk them through that process and how to kind of put their meals together to kind of hit that goal for themselves. Yeah. Well, I, I teach the whole system. So I designed a course to basically teach you everything I know. So by the time you're done the course, like you essentially could do this for other people if you wanted to, like, I, I don't hold anything back. I don't want people to be reliant on me. I really want to teach them so they know. So I work with them. I go to the grocery store. We don't leave until they understand and they can see food as time like I do. Wow. That's amazing. So real time in the grocery store. A lot of people, a lot of us need that, right? You go to the grocery store and you're like, ah, is this good? I don't know. There's all these labels. What do I do? <laughs> so yeah. it's hard to choose out what you need in the grocery store. Okay, cool. That is such a great service that you offer to people. And is this something that um, anyone can do? Do you find that um, that this does cater to the female population? Um, like who do you generally work with? Generally females. I target moms because I think that's going to make the biggest impact because once they see the impact this has on their body, hopefully it becomes generational. Oh, that's amazing. And that's, and that's building health across generations. And it sounds like for you, it's not just about weight loss. This is about healthy living. Optimal health. I want to treat my body like a Lamborghini. I want the best gas. I want the best oil. I want the best exhaust. Right. And that's the way I want everybody to start looking at their body. Mm, me too. I think if we all did that, it would be, we'd all be a little bit healthier <laughs> as well. I know when I switched up my health and it sounds like for you too, like there was so much happiness there because I wasn't limited um, anymore by, by anything. I felt like, yeah, just, I felt optimal and that brings a lot of happiness and you're right. I think it does pass it on. It's amazing that you're doing that for moms because moms are just not able to necessarily always focus on themselves. And so giving them that that, you know, tool to be able to transform their bodies is going to help them, but also their children to feel incredible. And, and that is totally different than the American life experience right now when it comes to food, <laughs> diet and exercise. Oh, I know. So you're doing all of this through, through the meals and not so much through the personal training, or do you, in, do you weave your personal training um, knowledge as well into your programs? Uh, I do. So it's an online training program as well. I have an app. So the training, I say that nutrition is going to be 90% of your transformation and the training is going to be 10%. So if you can hit two or three workouts a week, that's great. And I tailor it for the people. So it's delivered via an app. Mm -hmm. And I said before that it really affects your hormones if you work out too much. Mm -hmm. So if I could go into my program, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I would love, would love to hear about how that works. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my program is a volume-based program. Volume. So, okay. so essentially, if I lift 10 pounds 10 times, that's 100 pounds of volume. Okay, yeah, sure. It makes sense. So, so let's say that it was your first day in the gym, you're just getting started. So we do one exercise for each body part, 
-hmm. And let's say that you lifted it 10 times. So you did 100 pounds. Okay. For each body part. So you got your chest, your back, your legs. You did one exercise for each one. And you lifted 100 pounds. So that would be the first phase. You'd do that two or three times a week. And then a month later, we'd break the body in half. And now you're going to do two exercises for each muscle. But you're only going to do half the body on one day and half the body on the next day. Mm -hmm. Cool. So a month later, we break it into three. You're going to do a third of your body one day, a third of your body two days later, a third of your body, and that's a three-day split. So it's just progressing a very, very, very tiny bit. Mm -hmm. So when I say a very tiny bit, if you were to do 10 squats today, and that was all you could do, you couldn't get your 11th, and then you went in next time and did 11, that's enough to challenge your body to make it get better. And, and that's because your body is at kind of like a homeostasis of what it knows to expect. And then now you're just, you're just challenging it a little bit, just increasing that load just a little bit. That's, that's fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So it's like people think that you have to spend hours and hours and hours in the gym. Two or three hours a week is enough. That's amazing. And you don't want to annihilate your muscle. You just want to stimulate it. I was just going to ask you, cause you know, that's the other thing we were talking about earlier is people just going so hard and like not recovering well. So in your, in your experience with, for optimize, optimizing your body and your health, like what is the rest time? Like, you know, do you work out one day and then you take a rest day or how does that often work for you? Do you think? And, and for the people, for especially the moms in your programs? Yeah. So for the first phase, when you're doing a whole body workout, you're going to do it one day and take one to two days off, depending on how your body feels. So you're always listening to your body because what you're doing when you're working out is you're creating micro tears and that's why it hurts the next day. And then your body repairs itself a little bit better than it was before. So when it's healed, we go back and we hit it again. Very cool. And so you can't do that if you don't recover, ladies. Okay. You can't just go hard, right? (laughs) That's the thing. You have to, you have to build up to it. And it sounds like take breaks in between those workout days. Well, your, your body's improving when you're healing, not when you're working out. Mm, Oh my gosh. That's an amazing thing to say. Your body's improving when you're healing, not when you're working out. Right. You're damaging it when you're working out. Yeah, we need to say it louder for the for everyone in the back, right? <laughs> uh, this is so yeah. Cool. So, so one hour workouts most uh, two to three times a week is all you need for the first couple months, and the most you would ever really need is like four, and that's like a pretty advanced four months in. Okay, got it. Right. Okay, got it. Okay, so that seems really manageable. I'm really good. At that's that. the whole point. That's the whole point. Is I've been doing this a long time. And I'm a busy guy. So like it has to fit into my life and it has to be effective. Mm, That's, that's amazing. I love that. So kind of almost guaranteeing results because of the specific nature of it and, but the practicality of it and be able to stay into the amount of time you might have in in your day and in your week. Sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And like I said, it's only 10%. So let's say somebody comes in, they're like, I don't want to do strength training. I'm a yoga person. Okay, fine. Let's make a yoga schedule, right? Like we don't have to be so stressed out about the the rigid guidelines. I love that too, because so many people think they have to do it a certain way, right? And that is um, stressful in and of itself because <laughs> then we think we're messing up, right? So you're saying you like, um, you, it doesn't have to be the same exact type of movement. You could do yoga and this, if someone was more into that um, and that would be okay as well. Yes, of course. Lifestyle workouts is what I like to call it. 
I love that lifestyle workout. And Jeremy, I know that there was, um, just to bring it back to food really quick, because I know that there were a couple superfoods that you love to mention um, for um, for your um, kind of weight loss and for health for health building. Um, did you, I know you mentioned before Brazil nuts a couple of times. Those are some of my favorite foods as someone with Akimoto's and needing that selenium and oysters are another superfood for me because of the zinc also needed for, um, for my thyroid, which of course is our master metabolism hormone um, and glands. So what, what are some of your superfoods that you love to tell people about? Well, all the ones with vitamin C and especially cayenne pepper. So I'll throw some, like a teaspoon of cayenne pepper in a glass of water, especially if I'm feeling close to getting sick or something like that. Mm -hmm. And the vitamin C in there is just unbelievable. You can throw that in your protein shakes too, Mm -hmm. right? And then any berries and all the colors of the rainbow. That's, that's really what I recommend is all the colors of the rainbow. And the most important thing is actually eight glasses of water a day. Yes. Oh my gosh. So important to get enough good filtered water a day. Right. Yes. Another thing we have to say to all the people in the back of the room. And it's funny because, you know, we, um, you know, you're, you're in this industry too. So I'm sure you just see like so much information that comes through the waves and through Instagram and all these different platforms. And I have this one woman, she's in her sixties and she's afraid to eat because, um, she thinks that if she eats anything, she'll gain weight. So Mm -hmm. she just overstimulates herself on caffeine and that suppresses her appetite. And then she doesn't she like sometimes she'll like just eat like one meal a day and it'll be like pretty much not great food either. And so obviously she, she kind of came to me and she was like, you know, I just, this, I know this isn't healthy. My hair, talking about symptoms, her skin is dry and cracking and her hair is falling out and dry. And, um, you know, she's, she's not sleeping well and her digest, she's constipated, right? Like kind of classic, of course, because I, the first thing, of course I asked her was, do you think that fat, do you think that fat makes you fat? And she was like, yeah, you know, and so we had to talk about how that's not true and how healthy fats do not make you fat. They're, they're help They're healthy for you. And I could tell you you're deficient in it because you're constipated. Everything's dry. <laughs> you have no oil, you have no lubrication. And, um, you know, the funny thing about what we're talking about is these are simple kind of switches that we can make and they have a huge impact in our quality of life. And so for this woman, you're talking about water. We got her just eating whole foods and eating three meals a day and then just increasing her water. She had four cups of water in a day and five cups of coffee. So we were like, okay, let's, let's change that liquid ratio a little bit, less coffee, more water. And she's like, I feel so much energy. I'm sleeping. I'm going to the bathroom regularly. You know, her skin, her skin is like getting um, more moist and plump and everything. And I'm like, this is awesome. Cause it was just a easy switch for her, you know? Um, so I just love what you're saying because sometimes we think it has to be complicated and it, and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Yeah, absolutely. The more, you know, the less complicated it becomes. Absolutely. Cool. Any other amazing words of wisdom or super trends or foods or things that you want to like kind of leave people with Jeremy? I think that's pretty good. I mean, I I truly believe that if it came from source energy, like if it made it, it's grew and it sells, then that is what people should be eating. Like, I don't think that you should be eating food like substances. So really heavy, heavy emphasis on whole foods that were made from the source of the earth, um, of Gaia. Um, I think that's, yeah, it's important. And we live in a, we live in a highly packaged, you know, world. So that's a great first place to start. Just yeah. packaged food, right? It's not people food. 
I love that. Cool. Jeremy, where can people find you if they wanted to walk through your program? It sounds incredible. And I would love to link it into the show notes. So OPP fast, easy weight loss.com. And that's our perfect portions. OPP fast, easy weight loss. Awesome. Cool. We will definitely link that in the show notes in case this was incredibly inspiring for you guys. I hope it was because it seems um, like there are some simple quick fixes that we can do to, to live a better life, to feel healthy. And if weight loss is part of that journey for you, this is also something that you can consider without the overwhelm. As Jeremy said, he's a very busy man and he needs things that work for um, for him quickly and for the women that he coaches, which is primarily moms. And I know that there's a lot of moms who are listening to this. So thank you, Jeremy, for your time and your inspiration and for your story. And we, we appreciate that so much. Um, and yeah, just thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Zoe. Awesome. And then guys, I will see you on the next one. I hope this episode got you one step closer to achieving your optimal health. If you liked this episode, please spend a few seconds to rate it so more women can find this resource. Be sure to tune in for more women's health support next week on the She Talks Health podcast. And in the meantime, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at She Talks Health. I have an open door DM policy. No question is stupid and I'm always here for you.